Storm Bowling Products, the Bowlers Company, presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Tim Berg and Kendall Miles. Above180.com's Tim Berg and Storm's web content manager and former collegiate bowler at Weber International University, Kendall Miles, are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Tim and Kendall. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Mark Jeffries. Mark was named the head coach at a new collegiate bowling program at Southern Nazarene University in Bethany, Oklahoma. Mark, it's Timberg and Kendall Miles. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me on, man. Looking forward to it. All right. Well, Mark, so you are starting a new collegiate bowling program at Southern Nazarene University in Bethany, Oklahoma. You guys are going to be starting competing. Uh, Your competition will begin next year in the 2023-2024 season. Why don't you begin by talking about with everything going on in the collegiate bowling world and all the different colleges out there that high school athletes have to choose from, why was it the right time for you guys and you specifically at Southern Nazarene University to start a bowling program? Well, thanks again for having me on, and it's kind of a, a neat story uh, with a great ending, but for a while there, it was, uh, what's going to happen? Because myself, uh, I am a graduate of the University of Oklahoma, and I became pretty good friends with Joe Castiglione, who's the athletic director at the University of Oklahoma, and I coached his kids uh, during their basketball times when they were attending a school that I was at. So I, I kept budge, bugging Joe C. It's like, hey, man, let's take a look at getting this collegiate bowling started at the University of Oklahoma. And he would just kind of laugh at me and go, yeah, 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 we need to talk about. Well, I kind of bugged him for three years. And finally, he just told me, he goes, look, Mark, he goes, there's just no way this is going to happen. He goes, I wish it could. I know you do a great job at it, but there's just a lot going on right now. And it just you know, maybe five years from now, once we get in the SEC and all the other stuff that we're working on here at OU, uh, you know, maybe that would be the time. Well, in a conversation that took place between Joe C and a guy by the name of Toby Rowland, Toby Rowland is an SNU graduate of which Toby is the voice of the Oklahoma Sooners for the football team, for basketball, for baseball, everything, softball, and Toby and Joe C were talking about it, and Toby was like, I need to get with uh, our AD at SNU and see if he might be interested in that. So the AD at SNU, uh, Danny Thomason, uh, reached out to me. We went to dinner a few times. We talked a lot about uh, the really the opportunities that exist uh, for potential student-athletes. And after about six months, uh, Danny decided to go ahead and move forward with the program. And I interviewed with the president of the university, Dr. Newman. And I told Danny, I said, look, I said, I need a year to recruit. And I'm going to be honest with you, Danny, I'm going to be a little selfish here because I was still teaching and coaching high school basketball at Blanchard High School in Blanchard, Oklahoma. And we had made back-to-back appearances in the uh, state championship high school basketball tournament. Our team's actually better this year, I believe, than the last two years. So I said, hey, let me have a year to recruit. Let me finish out this year at Blanchard, and then we'll kick things off 
from a collegiate bowling standpoint, both on the men's and women's side in 2023. And he was 100% for that. And uh, for the last three months, that's what I've been doing is recruiting, uh, going to a lot of showcase events, a lot of tournaments, and um, been very fortunate to find uh, commitments already that are going to be a part of the 2023 team. So it kind of went through the University of Oklahoma, but what is my alma mater's loss is SNU's gain. So that's kind of how we do that. <laughs> Yeah, that's quite the story. I love to hear it. So tell us a little bit about SNU. Tell us about maybe the size of the school, of programs they maybe they offer, and, and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, school has been, it's been around for over 100 years. Uh, I think it began in 1899, so almost 120 years. Uh, it's pretty much landlocked because it's been there forever. Uh, but still, the campus, very, very nice, very, very comfortable for all the students. Uh, when students come and they make a campus visit, they, they kind of wonder where all the athletic facilities are because we only have one athletic facility on campus because we are landlocked, and that's the arena for basketball and volleyball. So our athletic complex, because we are an NCAA Division II school, is about two and a half, three miles away from campus where the football field is, soccer field, baseball, softball, we even have an equestrian team here, and that is all tied into the athletic complex because we are landlocked uh, that's located about, uh, like I said, around three miles from campus. But uh, 55% of the students are actually participating in athletics in some capacity, uh, either as a student athlete, as a player, as a manager, as a support staff. Uh, or involved with uh, some of the intramural stuff that we have going on on campus. Uh, we have about 2,000 students, and uh, if I had to say probably the two most sought-after degrees are uh, the 10 different type of business degrees that are available in our business school, and then also our nursing school is really, really good. And, and everything that's really tied in to biosciences uh, our newest building on campus is a state-of-the-art uh, bioscience building where kids actually, students get an opportunity uh, to be very creative in all their lab work uh, associated with all of the uh, physiology, physical science classes uh, that would actually lead students to go on to bigger and better things, either nursing school or uh, I actually have some recruits that are actually taking a look at uh, the resources that we have to go on to veterinary school because one of the top veterinary schools in the nation is actually located in Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. So uh, a lot to offer. There's over 40 majors that students can can come and take part in, and it, it's you know it's a it's a great thing that the campus is so tight, but at the same time. It's nice being in a metropolitan area, but away from the true metropolitan area, kind of in the suburbs. So uh, downtown Oklahoma City, only 15 minutes away, and uh, a lot of resources available to students and student-athletes that attend SNU. 
Yeah, thank you for mentioning that. I was going to say I would be remiss if we didn't say you guys are in the in the Oklahoma City area there, so people know right where you're yeah. located. Um, but let's talk about it. You said you like recruiting. You wanted to take this year to recruit. Talk about why is yeah. recruiting one of your your things. You're you're you can tell it in your voice. You're excited to do. You like doing. Talk about why why that is. Well, I was a student athlete in college myself, and I remember even though it was a long, long time ago. Uh, just how fun it was being contacted by so many coaches uh, across. You know, I came from Southern California, so there were a lot of coaches on the West Coast, a lot of smaller schools, uh, some some larger schools, but but really some of the smaller schools. But it was it was cool how the coaches approached contacting you and the relationships that were built just simply through uh, through the recruiting, and I knew that eventually that I was going to have some players that would play for me from a high school basketball perspective, having coached basketball for over 20 years, that there were going to be some students that were going to be recruited by small schools, by, uh, you know, middle D2 schools. And I've even had some players that have been recruited at D1 schools. But uh, I became friends with several uh, college coaches that were heavily involved in the recruiting aspect for basketball. And I always thought that if I could ever find my way into a position to where I could try and, and pass along a lot of the stuff, a lot of the experience, a lot of how I would like to be treated as a recruit, that that would be a fun adventure. And so far over the past three months, it's been outstanding. I mean, I've been to Iowa. I've been to Houston. I've been to the uh, uh, Metro Dallas, Fort Worth area. I've, obviously been to Wichita, Kansas, and I'm preparing to take a trip uh, in December to Kenosha, Wisconsin, and spend some time in Wisconsin and also in Minnesota. So uh, I love meeting the kids. I love seeing uh, every aspect of their game. Uh, But more importantly, I really like to see what their uh, mindset is as far as do they have any idea that they want to pursue a particular career a particular degree and you just reach out and you try and help them because what happens for the four years in their college experience is really going to impact the next 20 years of their life so having been in that position and been through a lot of the stuff that i've been through after i did graduate from the university of oklahoma i'm just excited to be able to have the opportunity to pass some of the experiences both as a collegiate student athlete uh, and some of the great decisions that I made and some of the real poor decisions that I've made and pass that along. And I get really excited to, to try and give back because I have been enormously blessed to be able to be in the position that I am to pass along some of this experience to uh, the student athletes that I'm going to come in contact in uh, beginning and, and continuing to build this program. You know, coaches like yourself, you're truly putting yourself in a position to grow the sport and impact these players. And like you said, you know, Tim and I have talked about this a lot with our guests in the past. And, you know, it's more than just a bowling coach. Yeah, you're impacting these students um, for a lifetime, you know, and like you said, for the next 15 and 20 years. So that's truly, truly, truly great to hear. You know, my question is, yeah. elaborate a little bit further on, you know, where does this passion come from? I know you kind of touched on it with your your past in college and things like that, but we can just tell in your voice and, 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 you know, kind of the articles you've been a part of and wrote, 
where where does this passion truly stem from? Like, why is it so important to you, and and how is it going to bleed into the program as well? Yeah, well, you know, it kind of leads back to to some of the adversity and challenges that I've had my entire life. You know, I grew up in Southern California. I grew up as a back then it was a uh, AJBC bowler. Uh, and, and competed against uh, a lot of people that went on to bigger and better things from a bowling standpoint. But uh, it was really hard. And, and, you know, God bless my mom and dad, but we didn't have a whole lot when I was a kid. And I was motivated and driven to get as, as well-versed in, in, in life and some of the experiences that I had as a young kid. And I was, I was really fortunate to be able to even have an opportunity to be involved with bowling and all the other sports that I was involved with, uh, it, it motivated me. And I saw what my parents went through. I saw the challenges that we had, and I was really motivated to, to try and, and get to a point to where I, I really felt comfortable from a life standpoint, from a financial standpoint, uh, and, and from that, that driven aspect that, you know, if you have goals and aspirations to be something and get to a certain point, no matter what it is, be it athletics, be it financial, uh, be it career, whatever that is, you have to have that drive that no matter what it's going to take, all right, there are sacrifices that happen. And uh, I can remember being a kid riding the city bus to Cow Bowl in Lakewood, California, because at the time we didn't have a car. And the only way that I could get to the bowling center was, uh, me and my mom would jump on the city bus and it was about a 10 minute ride to Cal bowl. And, uh, I would practice and then we would jump on the bus and, and get home. So when I was being recruited during my high school years to, to play baseball, it, it was a blessing. And, uh, I was so lucky and so fortunate to be in the position to be able to get my education, uh, a big chunk of it paid for. And there was some stuff that went on uh, from a financial perspective that really uh, drove me. And, and I knew that once I had that degree, uh, I had the opportunity. I went out. I, I thought that I was going to be a touring professional bowler uh, after my baseball days were done and my college education had been complete and getting that finance degree. I thought, all right. I'm going to bowl six tournaments, and I'm going to see how it goes. Well, I bowled six tournaments. Uh, I made three rabbit squads. Back then, they were called the rabbits, or you know, people call it the PTQ these days. Uh, and I only made one check, and I was like, you know what? I, I, I need to get a real job. And I had the realization of, uh, of being driven by getting the secure basis of the income level that I wanted to be at where I thought – that I was going to have to be to, to be a responsible, uh, eventually be a responsible husband, responsible father. And, uh, once again, things just came together and, uh, I have started so many things from the ground up. You know, I was, I was fortunate enough to be involved with the project at the company that I worked at for 26 years at UPS. Uh, we started a company called UPS capital from the ground up and uh, built it into an, just an outstanding part of what UPS is today. And to look back and see something that is being built from the ground up and see where it is now, I mean, that is inspiring. And, and it just 
made me want to continue to do this. So I got involved in other stuff. I was still coaching basketball at the same time. Uh, but I started a media company on my own and I started doing some stuff that, uh, you know, ESPN at the time was involved in outdoor programming and they saw some of the stuff that I was doing and they actually asked me to get involved with a lot of stuff that was taking place, uh, in the early, early years of streaming. And, uh, I actually did a bunch of contract work for ESPN when they had their outdoor product in bass fishing that they were doing. And I just kind of ran with that and built a, a media company that was really involved with, with, uh, some of the stuff that ESPN was doing. And, you know, 17 years later, it turned into the number one media independent company associated with, with professional bass fishing and I walked away from that while I was still coaching basketball and decided I really, really wanted to do this at the University of Oklahoma. And I really thought that it was going to happen. But to have the opportunity to, once again, start something from the ground level, uh, it, it, was, it was extremely satisfying and exciting that I, I, I can put you know, something together like this from the ground up and, and hopefully pass along so many of the experiences that I've had uh, you know, inside the bowling center and outside the bowling center, you know, and, and a lot of people that do read that article, they're kind of like, wow, you know, this guy's not, he's not gold certified. He's not platinum certified. He's not even, you know, copper or bronze or diamond or whatever. And, you know, there are students out there, student athletes, if that's what you really want from your college experience, I'm going to be honest with them, and I am honest with them. I was like, you're probably going to the wrong place because what I'm going to do is I expect and I see how kids work extremely hard on their game that once you have developed your game and if it catches my attention and I want you to be a part of that program, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make that game better. And I'm not going to complicate it, and I'm not going to try and redesign or reconfigure or do anything that is going to, to change what you have worked really, really hard and all the time that you spent practicing. And even a lot of these kids, they have their own coaches. Uh, I'm going to take uh, the experience that, that they've been exposed to and the game that they have, and we're going to take some of the stuff that I have experienced in the game, and we're going to mix it uh, with a lot of the, the resources that I have available through the people that, I, that I've remained in contact in the industry for so many years to give these kids a different type of college bowling experience of where when they do complete it and they look back, they're going to go, man, that was, that was four great years of my life, and now I'm prepared for the next 20. So uh, hopefully I talked a lot, but, I mean, I'm super excited. That's just kind of how I roll, man. And I've done that all my life, and – uh, this is a very, very challenging project. And for those people out there that think uh, being a college bowling coach is just a, a cush job, they're in for a rude awakening because right now, you know, I'm still I'm teaching finance, economics, and media in high school. I'm coaching basketball. But I dedicate two to four hours every single day to recruiting, to looking at videos, to finding kids and, and, and talking to people across the nation that I know uh, to try and find, not necessarily a superstar, but I want to find a kid 
uh, a boy or girl that really wants and, and thrives on opportunity because that's what this is going to be because the program is going to be uh, somewhat different than a lot of the programs across the country. So Did that, I answer the question? <laughs> <laughs> so have there been any collegiate bowling coaches that you've reached out to and maybe just, just said, hey, can, oh, yeah. I, can I bend oh. your ear for a little bit and can we just chat about things? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Billy Murphy, who's been doing this for over 20 years at Newman, has been so helpful. Uh, big time, uh, you know, kind of point me in, the, in, a, in a direction every now and then. Uh, and, and the other one is Paul Wolf. And Paul Wolf in the Kansas City area, we actually competed against each other uh, in some of my, la- my later use stuff that we were involved in with some of the stuff that was taking place at Kansas when I came back to Oklahoma. And Paul started a program from scratch uh, in the Kansas City area. So Paul has been uh, incredibly helpful with uh, direction and, and, and just some of the groundwork that needed to be done to get this thing going. So definitely those two guys have been instrumental in giving me, exo- uh, you know, guidance and advice and, uh, uh, not making some poor decisions. That's always helpful. So it definitely seems that you have quite the ducks in a row and you're jazzed up and excited and, and we know you're going to make a difference. Now, are there any maybe some hurdle, some some obstacles or hurdles that you may be nervous to approach or something that you, you know, are looking forward to kind of overcome per se? I, I think the obstacles are – communication is huge with me. And whether you're a part of this program or, or not, uh, I think the communication aspect is vital for any potential recruit out there to, to really find the program that's going to be a good fit for them. And what I've learned so far, you know, when I was being recruited to play baseball, and I know it's a long time ago, but uh, the Internet didn't exist. And every single time that I got a note or a letter from any coach, I made it a point to sit down and follow up with that coach and sit down and and write a a note or a letter back to that coach and and thank them for the interest in in me and and wanting to potentially uh, have me be a part of their program. Uh, I I have rather – I have been shocked somewhat, and and I'm just being honest, by some of the – uh, inability to communicate with, with some of the recruits. And the way I look at it is, look, if, if what we're doing is not really in your wheelhouse and you really have no interest in it, then step up to the plate and say, you know what, Coach Jeffries, man, I really appreciate you contacting me, but I, I, I just think I'm going to go a different direction. I have no problem with that. In fact, some of the people that I've communicated with via email I've told them, I'm like, hey, I'm a John Smith fan simply because you took the time to respond to my request to see if you might have some time for me to talk to you. I just think that that this industry, even though some people might think that it's really large, there will be a continuance of paths being crossed. And believe me, there there, there are lessons to be learned just from a communication standpoint that if you are a recruit out there, be it if you're a, uh, a five-star recruit and you're going to 12 different campuses and everybody in the nation wants you, 
but there's one coach from a small school that happens to take a shot and reach out to you, at least show a little bit of communication and send that coach. And it doesn't have to be me. I'm talking about anybody. Send that coach uh, a note or a text or an email and just thank them for showing interest because you know what? As a player, as a student athlete, you've earned that because you've performed both in the classroom and on the lanes that there's a reason that that coach reached out to you. So just communicate that, and, and it demands a little bit of time on, on the student-athlete's part. But believe me, the respect that is gained from those student-athletes that even though they would never want to be a part of this program, the follow-up and the communication that takes place, uh, I have an enormous amount of respect for those student-athletes to do that. Even though I may not have any shot of getting that kid on campus or uh, even – you know, have have a phone conversation or whatever the case is. And I'm not talking about sending out 30,000 mass emails. You know, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about if a coach directly tries to contact a recruit out there, well, look, he, he's definitely, he or she is definitely taking interest in your game and your future from a bowling standpoint and from an academic standpoint. So at least follow up out there and don't ghost. Ghosting happens all the time, and uh, I hope the longer that I remain involved with this program and continue to be involved in the college game, that there is a reduction in ghosting because it's really unnecessary. All right, Coach, my final question for you. Have you started um, – yeah. have, have you set some goals for this team? I know we're, we're really early in this process, but um, we, we did a recent show where we, we've chatted with – new coaches or coaches that are just getting rolling. And, and aside from fielding a team, they do set yeah. some goals. But what goals have you set for the program already or are you working towards? Well, the, you know, the goals that are being set right now is to get eight players on, on both the men's and the women's side and build from there. Uh, I am I, absolutely a goal person. Uh, I've had goals all my life. And I think the one main goal that, that is in existence right now is getting eight players on both the men and men's and women's side and then kind of reevaluate where we stand and then as a team create an environment to where every single time both the men's and women's team walk into our practice facility, they know what the goal and objective is based upon the core group that we have together that is going to try and accomplish this as a team going forward. So, yes, definitely. I will have goals. Uh, I have not established any goals as a team until I get those members together. And like I said earlier, man, I'm driven every day. I'm, I'm pounding the pavement two to four hours every single day to try and get those eight players on both the men's and women's side. Well, Coach, I don't know about you, but I feel jacked up and ready to go myself. I've been removed from college for a few years, few years now, but I wish I could lace up for your program because, you know, I feel like you're going to do a great job, and we truly, myself and Tim, are excited to see what you're going to do in the future, and we just can't wait to see your name, you know, in headlines, and we want to thank you so much for joining us as well. Oh, thanks. Thanks for having me on and for a a a coach who's starting a brand new program to have the ability to come on uh this show and talk a little bit about it and kind of share some of my thinking and, and kind of the direction that i want to go uh it's fabulous out there and if anybody that's listening they want to find out more about the program 
Uh, they can go to snubowling.com. And then if they want to find out more about the school itself, just go to snu.edu and all kinds of information on both of those websites and uh, all kinds of information on snubowling.com if they want to reach out to me and talk to me. And I love talking to people. I love recruiting. Uh, I have a passion for recruiting, and uh, I I feel very confident that we're going to get this team filled and uh, put those plans and those goals together for the 2023-2024 season. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will definitely be talking to you in the near future.